beyond.
And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there from the villains with ska music. The villains from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. 1980 that was recorded. And they headlined, they headlined the Commodore. They're from Vancouver, 11 times, 11 times, 11 times the villains headlined the Commodore and they played ska music. And today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, we welcome back, who are you? Uh, that, that is a good question, um, Nardwar. Switchback, uh, Zigzag, Seen Things, Edison Twins. I think they were all really good shows. And you have almost learned after 21 times to get close to the mic. <laughs> Do you want to get close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm close, man. I'm... Look right into the mic, if you could. And you are, of course, Roger Allen. Roger Allen. It's very, it's very pompous of me to always open with a joke, huh? 21 times you have been on my show? 20, yeah, 21 times, yeah. And today we are going to do something on ska music, right? Or you just happen to be by <laughs> CITR uh, yeah. and you've brought a whole bunch of ska music. The roots of ska, ska, and some beyond ska. Yeah, well in the UK there were Teddy Boys, Modernists, Beat, Original Mods, Punks, Second Wave Mods, Hard Mods, Stylists, Skinheads, Suedeheads, Rocksteady, Rude Boys, Ska, Northern Mods, Northern Soul, Scooter Boys, Casuals, Madchester. Amazing list. On and on and on. The tribes live <laughs> on. And of course... Ska is one of the people you mentioned there, or you should have mentioned there. And I actually, right off the bat, I would like to give this record to you. Really? The Villains. Oh, what wow. do you think of it? Thanks. What do you think of it? The Villains. Yeah. We began the show with it. I don't normally turn it over to listeners. What do you think <laughs> of what Nardwar played? But what do you think of that record? Ska music. The Villains. Ska music. Yeah, the Villains. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, uh, it sounded, you would you would have a hard time to not think that was madness. And... Uh, I thought it was a great song. And they're from Vancouver. And they're from Vancouver, originally from England. Oh. I think they all married Canadian girls okay. and were forced <laughs> to tour, but they were a British band that took up residency in Vancouver, and they eventually formed kind of into Ska Boom. And if you go through the Nardwar archives, you will hear an interview with the Count, or I think it's Legs, from the villains Ska Boom on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. But that is for you. Thank you. It's Roger. on Skinhead Records. On Skinhead Records. The villains from Vancouver. What are we going to hear right now? Right now we're going to hear Jackie Payne with Go Go 
train.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ. Crooked Roger. Walker. Alan. What did we just hear there? We just heard Jackie Payne with Go Go Train and then Soul Suspects with Handle It. On Sun Records. On Sun Records, yeah. All, all of these, uh, all the subcultures I mentioned before, they all built on each other's aesthetics. And contrary to hippies and punks, it was all about looking good. I thought we could play ska today because, well, the big Victoria Ska Festival just happened. And I've been reading a lot about how soul music, R&B, and reggae basically influenced everything. And ska has always been interested, interesting to me. as I really like the two-tone bands, but it's the third wave of ska bands, which... I don't really like that seem to get the most attention. Um, I've referred to ska bands, uh, I'm referring to ska bands such as like Sublime and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. These bands sort of did away with the original ska aesthetics. And uh, ska was really a style which was a rebellion against hippie punk aesthetics. And um, you can't have ska without R&B and soul music. And that's what we just played. Some Jackie Payne. And some... Soul Suspects. On Sun, I still can't get over that it's on Sun Records. Yeah, they, well, Sun Records actually had a whole bunch of uh, uh, psychedelic and um, soul music, yeah, that they didn't really promote as much as they promoted what they were sort of more famous for. Here's a guide you can see on YouTube, right? Or you can hear right now, Booker T. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we're about to <laughs> We're about to play a Booker T song called Booker Lou, which is uh, more in the mod aesthetic. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, show with guest DJ Roger Allen.
you are still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest DJ Roger Allen. Roger, what did we hear? The Kinks. The Kinks. Yeah, we just heard the Kinks with "Come On Now." <laughs> Original ska bands like the Scottalites were around as early as the late fifties. Jamaican bands were covering U.S. R&B and mixed in elements of jazz, including, of course, horns and a scratching guitar strum they called ska. From the top, we heard Booker T with Booker Lou. Did we hear that? Yeah. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Uh, Going way back, and you wanted to say something about Op Ivy, too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Operation Ivy were, I I kind of... Because you... I just dis- you dis- yeah, yeah I dismissed a lot of the American third wave ska bands, but right at the beginning of that kind of revival, uh, Operation Ivy happened, and they were able to capture some of the original spirit. Although they didn't really um, dress the part, and so many of these uh, English um, sort of subcultures were so much about the way you looked, so it was a bit they they didn't really have the look, but they kind of had the sound. Uh, yeah, and from the beginning we heard Booker T with Booker Lou, then we heard Duke Baxter with I Ain't No Schoolboy, then we heard the Rockin' Vickers with I Go Ape. Featuring Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah. And that's from a compilation, too, that you had. Yeah, it's from a, a compilation called Hard Up Heroes, and it actually has a lot of uh, great music on there. The Small Faces are on that as well. Also, David Bowie is on there. But that's a compilation from 1964, isn't it? Yeah, it's a... It, I don't know if it's from 64, but it's it's right around in that time period. And um, I've never seen it before outside of the one time I saw it when I bought it. And it has a lot of great music on it, for sure. Eric Clapton and the Blues Breakers are on there as well. After the Rock and Vickers, we heard the small... Actually, is it the small faces or just the small... The small faces or small faces? I, I always <laughs> said small faces. And you were saying that particular track was very Southern-influenced, wasn't it? Well, it couldn't have been Southern-influenced because Southern rock didn't happen for many, many years, but it did have a sort of Southern rock slide guitar sound. I'm not sure where they were. The blues. Yeah, I guess the blues. There you go. And after that, we heard the Kinks with Come On Now. And um, we could have also played like James Brown, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Ike and Tina Turner, many other bands. Because, as I said, um, ska was heavily influenced by uh, American R&B. And uh, mod bands were also a big influence on the ska scene. And mod music was influenced by, again, American R&B. And uh, the mod revival was happening pretty much at the same time as the ska revival. And uh, we, I, like I said, I didn't really play any original ska music because I don't really own any original ska music. And I don't associate ska music, for better or for worse, with third wave or first wave. I only recognize <laughs> the second wave. So I uh, didn't play any of that either. You can uh, call in now if you'd like and discuss that. But these are all your records too, right? These are all, I can, I, Actual I, vinyl, I only, not CD. Yeah, I only have some. Not YouTube. I only have so much room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also I've got all these other sort of stuff. We could have played all these other Kinks records, these mod uh, uh, zines and that kind of thing. But um, we didn't have time or we didn't just do it. Up next. We, we... didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the clock. How much more we time? We have an hour. <laughs> well, we're running out of time, man. Um, 
To explain again, you are Roger Walker, Crooked Walker, Roger Allen, discovering a bit the roots of ska music, right? This show is kind of ska-ish, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it's ska and influenced music into ska. And I mean, I've I've been really interested in all the British subcultures for a long time, but it, it is such a a a. a, a it's so vast. There's so many. Like you start, like oh, I understand Rude Boy, and then there's sort of, um, uh, uh, Skinhead, and and then it's like, oh, how did Skinhead get co-opted into what people think of it now? And and you were afraid to mention ska and reggae, right? Well, I, well from, you were afraid. <laughs> from what I've read, it doesn't quite seem right. But yeah, in Jamaica, apparently ska music came before reggae, and it seems like we're like, how did that? That doesn't seem right, but ska was before reggae. Yes, and uh, believe it or not, Bob Marley was into ska, and then he turned reggae. Yeah. And then he turned punk, punky reggae. Punky reggae, yeah. And, uh, well, isn't the new Katy Perry song, doesn't that have a a Bob Marley's son? Isn't he in that that song? (laughs) Could be I, Damien Marley. I actually went to Damien Marley, and I actually came up to him at Rock the Bells 2009, and I said to him, I love ska. I love ska. It's from Jamaica. I love ska. And he had nothing to say. Nothing to say. Maybe he thought you were talking about a particular person. Ba-boom. But he <laughs> didn't care about ska. So, But I don't think it's Ziggy Marley. I think it's somebody else. But I think it Damien is... Marley. That was Damien Marley, not Ziggy Marley. Damien okay, Marley. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's Damien Marley. And he didn't care at all about ska. But Roger does. And what do you have coming up right now? The roots of ska. Well, speaking of reggae, it's Bongo Man with Sky Larkin. Making you up, making you up. 
And you're listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Cricket Walker for the 21st time. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. No problem. Yeah. What did we just hear there? We just heard Madness with My Girl. And um, Ska is from Jamaica and originally had influences on a reg. Ska is from Jamaica and it, it had influence on reggae. Reggae had influence on English ska. And to put it briefly, England had a lot of immigration from Jamaica. Black and white kids were living side by side, in many cases not in the best circumstances, and being influenced by each other. The record label Two-Tone embraced the black and white checkerboard to represent the coming together of two cultures. Madness, The Body Snatchers, The Specials, and from the beginning, a reggae song, Bongo Man with Skylarkin. The, uh, the last three songs we heard there, they were all on Two-Tone Records. You said perhaps a guy, Bongo Man, is saying Ska Larkin? Sounds a little like Ska Larkin, yeah. And there is, of course, a band called Sky Larkin. Shout out to Katie Harkin from Sky Larkin. And Katie was the second guitarist for Sleater Kinney's tour that they did, or when you see them on stage. Katie Harkin from Sky Larkin. But you were saying Bongo Man is maybe saying Ska in the background. <laughs> the name of the track was Sky, but you mm -hmm. were saying maybe he says Ska. Well, it sounds a little like that. And reggae came out of uh, Ska, and Ska and reggae influenced the English second wave of music. So I thought it was a, a notable thing to bring in. So we began with Bongo Man, and then we went into the specials. Specials with Ghost Town, that was one of the very... One of the very early um, ska songs in the uh, two-tone vein of what was happening in England. And yeah, if you actually, if you're super interested in two-tone, I, I, they're all on the floor right now. But yeah, all these two-tone uh, singles I brought in, if you're a fanatic about it, you can get very deep into each graphic on each single and each sticker and each song was slightly different and how the checkerboard appears. And it's very... Um, political on uh, the aesthetics of each uh, two-tone single. And the 45 picture sleeve was actually drawn to resemble Bob Marley in the ska days. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you, and you said that might be... Bob Marley. Bob Marley singing yeah. on that. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, no. I don't think he is singing, oh. but it is a picture of Bob Marley. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. On uh, the amazing, you have all the original sleeves, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it is cool because um, they put a lot of thought into the uh, just just like I was saying earlier, like the aesthetics of of all of these um, British, especially British um, subcultures. It was super important, like uh, the way you looked and and the way you represented yourself, as well as the way the records looked. And yeah, it's quite interesting, the records themselves. And we also heard the body snatchers. Body yeah, the body snatchers. I mean. Again, it's it's nice to hear um, from a female uh, perspective, and uh, the Body Snatchers. I'm not really sure where they got that name from. It's a bit of a, a bit of a. Um, it tells us, you know, maybe because of the movie, The Body Snatchers. I don't know, but uh, I don't have much to say <laughs> about them. But yeah, I do. I, we did play that song. Where do they need the Body Snatchers? And we also played some Madness, and you have a thirty-third and a third book about. That record. Yeah, this I read this whole book. A book on madness. Yeah, the whole, a whole book on madness is one step beyond. And that particular song, My Girl, they say in here that uh, Elvis Costello, a former Stiff artist, who I believe madness originally were signed to Stiff, 
and they they recorded a record I don't think that came out, and then they switched to two tone. But Elvis Costello, former stiff artist, un, unwittingly provided the musical backbone for My Girl, and also uh, Ian Dury in The Blockheads, I believe, played in the background on that song as well. So there's a lot of influences, and here I have an Ian Dury in The Blockheads record on Stiff Records. Rest in peace, Ian Dury. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I have to say. Right now, we're <laughs> going to play some more specials, some right? More, some more specials with uh, the track Stupid Marriage. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ, Roger Allen. Quartin session! What do you mean, oh, 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 Mr. Quartin session! Order! My name is George Ruffleck, and I will not tolerate any disobedience in my courtroom. Rude boy, you have been brought in front of me and charged with smashing this woman's window. Before I sentence you, what have you got to say in your defense? I was walking down the street one night when I saw her silhouette in a bathroom light.
get that nice Santa? Take him away!
again, you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, and the special guest DJ responsible for that track is... Diamond David Lee Roth, Roger Allen. Crooked Walker. Yes. What did we hear? The police, who had the specials open for them. Yeah, and that was, you were mentioning, that was a beat song. I thought it was a beat cover, but no? it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was I Can't Stand Losing You right. and a beat of a very similar named song. Right. Well, if I but had... that song was by Sting. By Sting and the Police, yeah. It's very, I mean, it has the, the, uh, the uh, upstrum guitar. It's a, it's a perfect sort of ska-ish song. Um, if I had the record by, if I had the record Hot by the Equators, I could have played that. It came out two years before Two-Tone Happened. And it was on Stiff Records again. I keep mentioning Stiff Records. And uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, I believe Madness originally were on Stiff. Uh, we heard some ska songs. Uh, and the last track is really when the ska sound began to sort of infiltrate more of a mainstream sound. And yeah, uh, Sting, star of Quadrophenia, the mod band, the mod uh, movie, was uh, of, course, boy. of course in uh, The Police. Yeah. And uh, I should also mention that I will be playing records at uh, at the Lido on this Sunday for uh, Dandelion Records um, night. They have a night there once a month, and I'm going to be one of the people playing records there. Some vinyl? Yeah, all vinyl. All vinyl, yeah, for sure. And again, it will be uh, some more uh, soul mod and uh, influenced um, right up until uh, uh, the sort of the Madchester uh, scene. We heard the police there who had the specials open for them, but right before that we had from a nuclear comp the beat. The beat, yeah, with a I, nuclear comp. Yeah, it was that was a comp that song is on a compilation I have um and the record itself was raising money to uh disarm nuclear weapons. And it had some unusual bands on there the doors were on there and um uh the jam and uh, the the O-pairs, the undertones. The undertones, I had just read, opened for The Clash in New York City, and they only wanted to play one show because they wanted to get back to Ireland to their girlfriends. And Mickey Dreads, who produced The Clash, also produced Madness. Also, the undertones <laughs> backed up the clash in Toronto and were captured on video oh, right. yeah. by the New Music Review and yeah. Jeannie Becker. That's when they're talking about the seats being all ripped up and how many how many actual music fans in the city of Toronto are uh, based on how many seats were torn apart. Remember that. The undertones, the clash, Roger Allen. 21 times you've been on my show, giving me the knowledge today and listeners about ska, right? Ska. Ska. I feel you probably know more about ska music than me, but like I said, the more I look into this stuff, like it's really interesting how the, um, you know, and there's people that are, are, are know way more about this than me, but it's interesting to me how the, uh, the, um, that sort of ska, rude boy, dance hall, all that stuff kind of came in and there was like skinhead and suedehead and then that that all kind of got co-opted and then it kind of came to America apparently through Harley Flanagan and became New York hardcore and then that hardcore uh, idea, you know, Henry Rollins, the big imposing guy with a shaved head, yet it 
many people associate it with the National Front, but then the National Front took it from like a reggae-influenced, you know, it's it gets super confusing. I love the knowledge. You are teaching me, Nardwar, the human serviette, and <laughs> listeners. And again, this is Roger Allen speaking about ska. Uh, anything you want to add about the bands we're about to play? Uh, well, one unusual sort of um, band that actually has had a lot of ska, I don't know why, but they've had a lot of ska. Um, other people have done ska renditions of their music is Radiohead. One band is called Radio Dread. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was reading about it in Monster Children uh, magazine about Radiohead gets a lot of influence and renditions of ska music. I don't know why. I recently met, well, I recently was told that David from the Georgia Strait was the guy that started the fight where Radiohead had a brawl at the railway club in Vancouver. But I met the guy that started the brawl. And it wasn't really a brawl, but it is go, goes down in history. Wow. Radiohead at the railway club. Radiohead at the railway club, and I met the guy that started the brawl. Have you been to the railway club since it's reopened? No. Neither have I. But people can check you, Roger, out at the Lido this weekend. The Lido, yeah. On yeah, Sunday night from nine till maybe midnight. Um and up next I feel like I was gonna say something else. I was gonna say hi to my family. And the, the Ruts DC. Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play the Ruts DC with a uh, different view. And they are sort of a very Early, I mean, I think this song is from 1979 or 80, and they were a, a band that were in very reggae influenced, but more of a punk band. With Roger Allen.
And you are still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. What did we just hear there, Roger? A double shot of Scream. My fault for the wrong speed. <laughs> yeah, we heard uh, Scream with Amero Rockers. And before that, we heard the Ruts DC with different views. And after that, we heard Oper- or no, before, did we hear Operation Ivy? Yeah, I, yeah we did yeah. because I said to you for the Scream, oh, it was on the wrong speed. But the Operation Ivy, I thought, was on the wrong yeah. speed. But it wasn't. No, it o- wasn't. Yeah, Operation Ivy have that quick, tinny sound. We heard Healthy Body off the hectic 7-inch. Uh, and you accidentally played more Scream than what we intended. Double shot of Scream. Double shot of Scream. Uh, and you played Scream for the ska-ish elements of it, right? Yeah, for sure. The you can't you can't deny that the uh, Scream Amara Rocker song has the has the ska has the uh, ska strum in it. And for a while, um, ska music really sort of was a part of just punk music. If you didn't want to play straight up like screamy minor threat, and you wanted to be in a sort of alternative band, the ska sound. Um, was really a part of that. And here we have right now an interview I did with the rapper Redman. Now, interestingly enough, I talked to Damien Marley about Ska, and he said, you know, he didn't care. He showed no excitement. I have talked to a few rappers, and they don't care about Ska (laughs) because it was their parents' music. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. But here, with that said, is an interview with Red Man. Who are you? Red Man. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And right off the bat, Red Man, I have a gift for you, a Tommy Chong LP. Thank you. With rolling papers inside. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. No, They're no, still, still pristine after 45 years. Wow, this is classic fucking right here now how many copies do you have that have pristine rolling no, no, paper i know about this right here i know about this right here this is classic right here this is very classic i was curious what can you say about this weed man right here do you know anything about quentin he was a hookup for the far side quentin yeah quentin's on his way quentin's on his way quentin on his quentin's way. here day and it's okay yeah yeah this my nigga is this, is this the same Quentin? It is, yes. Wow. Yeah, I definitely know Quentin. We know each other, definitely. Far side days back in late, maybe like 97, 98, when I was uh, I was one of the first dudes rocking far side on the East Coast, man. They'll tell you, I helped spread them on the East Coast, yeah. Yo, Quentin, what's good? I'm coming to L.A., nigga. Holla. MC Light led you all the way to this gentleman right here, EPMD, right? MC Light. Absolutely. MC Light uh, was supposed to be at Sensations, but she canceled and EPMD showed up. And uh, that's where I met uh, Eric and Parashat. At Sensations? At Sensations in Newark, New Jersey. Thank you, MC Light. Yeah, thank you, MC Light. That's my girl anyway. MC Light, we love you over here. What do you think about female MCs? Like, for instance, what do you think about Heather B? Heather B! Listen, I love Heather B. I always talk to Heather B every other week. I went to eat dinner at a house with her and a hubby horse. Horse, what's good, my nigga? Um, 
Yeah, I went to go eat over there like two weeks ago. Heather B is my sister. And she's a rapper too. No, she's a MC. She's not even a rapper. She's a great female MC. Um, her, Nikki D, Queen Latifah, that whole that whole camp. Mother Superior. Mother Superior, Bahamadia. You know, Heather B was right up there, and she was in Dead President. She got punched in the face. <laughs> Did you, Redman, work at Sizzler at one time? Yes, I did. Sizzler had the best salad bar, right? Yeah, Sizzler had some good salad and shit, but I was uh, I was washing dishes at first, and then I was cooking. What do you think about the salad bar at Sizzler? The salad bar was good, but I, I worked there, so I ain't really give a fuck about the salad bar too much. Lastly, Redman, how do you rescue a bad show? What makes a bad show, and how do you rescue a bad show? Fucking good question. No one has ever asked that fucking question. I never really had a bad show. Um, it's usually a, 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 a different connection with the promoter and the fans that he attract. You know, guys like us, like Red, Meth, Ghostface Killer, Buster Rhymes, Keith Murray, we're we're legends. You know, we're 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 monsters. We're Titanics in the game. So. When you when you promote us, you have to promote us a certain way to reach out to those to those fans that love that underground hip hop. And sometimes promoters uh, will will just have a regular club night inviting young people through who might not be familiar with the music, which is cool. But you know, we rather rock for our peers and you know the young folks, so the young people can see the peers of ours rocking in our show, they're like, oh, wow, okay, this is what went down in the 90s. And sometimes the connection with the fans and the, uh, the uh, promoter is just not, sometimes can be unbalanced. And when it's unbalanced like that, and you feel you're having a bad show, don't disconnect from the audience. A lot of artists, it's, it's still artists to this day that's professional that still, if the audience is not connecting with them, they back up from the stage. Their eye contact won't be on the fans no more. They'll just be looking ready to get the show done. And when you like that, the show is long as hell. Each song is like eight or nine minutes long. You have to connect with the fans. If you find out the fans ain't rocking with you, you go harder. You throw water in their fucking face. Tell them to wake up. You know, witness what you're looking here right now. You're looking at legend. You're looking at fucking greatness you're looking at a, a pioneer in the game get that shit right and once they see you won't let up once they see you won't take that fucking eye focus off of them once you see nothing that they do can deter you from a, your job on that stage they rock with you and that's how you save a show that's going bad you continue the movement don't shy away from that stage don't start backing up. They notice that, and then they start getting on you more. Go at them. Jump in the fucking crowd if you got to. Throw a gang of water in their face till they know you ain't playing games. And you'll see the uh, the difference after that. Why should people care about Method Man and Red Man? Why should people care? People should care not because we're the coolest motherfuckers in the rap game. Um, because we're dedicated. One thing about Red Man and Method Man, even though... We know that world love us. We have a cult because the world love us. But we never take advantage of that. You know what I'm talking about? Even though we know the power we got, but they say with great power comes great responsibility. And dudes like us with this power, we make sure that the fans are first. We make sure shows we do, we give 150, not 100. 
we put people first. We're more of a people's uh, 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 we're more of a people's champ. We're more of the people's people. You know what I'm talking about? Even though we we have that power, but we give that comfortability to the fans, to the audience out there. Like, you know what? I want to smoke with those guys because I like the way they move. And we never had no really no bad kind of media on us, man, all our career, man. You know, maybe a little bullshit here and there, but our career, we never had no bad media. We always kept our family straight, our whole crew from Wu-Tang to Def Squad. We always kept everything in-house in the circle, and we never had no bad media because we're really dedicated to this fucking rap game. Well, thank you very much, Redman. Keep on rocking in the free world, and... This this was great right here. All these right here. This was great. I wish I could keep this though. This was Th that is for you. Wow. I'm. A red man. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do. Do 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 loot do. Uh, almost red man. Do do loot do. Do 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 loot do. Uh, almost do do loot do. Do 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 loot do. Uh, almost red man. Do do loot. Do 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 loop do. Uh, almost you fill in. Do do loop do. Do 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 loop do. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga crazy. He <laughs> crazy as hell, yeah. Smart friends, watching you. You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. The history, kind of, sorta, with Roger uh, <laughs> Crooked. What do you mean, kind of? Yeah, Crooked, Alan, Roger, Walker. Well, you didn't want to say this is the definitive. It's not, no, it's not the Your definitive. story. It's what? Through vinyl records. It's, it's our story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Through vinyl, yeah, and we just heard one of the few American bands, maybe other than, say, um, Bad Brains, who uh, were able to bring the uh, English influence of, the English Jamaican influence of reggae and ska music into America, and uh, that was Operation Ivy. Of course, uh, I guess there was Dread Zeppelin, which I think probably is one of Nardwar's favorite bands. 
Baboom, and before that, an interview with Redman. Redman. Who performed earlier with Method Man, but unfortunately, I wasn't allowed to speak to Method Man. Method, so I just yeah. spoke to Redman. At the Wu Tang, when you interviewed Wu Tang, Method Man was a little standoffish. Uh, he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. Who so, was that? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Ghostface. He was a bit like, come on, we got to wrap this up. But I had talked to him before, and I remember he loved the tiramisu from the Hotel Georgia. And you asked him, how do you know you're really speaking to Ghostface? And I think that took him back. Tiramisu, Ghostface <laughs> killer. Uh, right I, now. But, uh, sorry. Well, Friday, July 7th is Picnic in the Park here at UBC at the Skate Park. What is that? That was a – well, it's a it's – a, it's a, I don't know if I want to use the word contest, but it's a, a gathering of skateboarders at the UBC Skateboard Park. And Nardwar, you and I did a live show where we played music to the masses right at the skate park a few years ago now. I guess it was like four years ago. Already. One of your history of skate rocks. Yeah. So that was cool, and it's coming up again. So, And what have we been doing today, again, if people are just joining us now? Like, what did you start with? Um, well, that well, The roots. The, <laughs> the roots of ska music. We started way back with R&B and soul, and then we played sort of more mod-influenced bands, and then we played um, sort of early ska, and then we played, well, not early ska. We played the second wave of ska. Didn't play any early actual ska. And then we played second wave ska, and then we, we've played right up until it got to America, where it pretty much tapered out you, uh, because of bands like No Doubt and um, Goldfinger. But before that— I love that you name names. <laughs> you aren't afraid to name names. No, but before, we get, before those bands got involved, there were bands like Operation Ivy. And and Operation Ivy, Rancid, they have a record. Uh, I think you can legally listen to the whole thing free. It was on YouTube. I listened to the whole thing free, I believe. Their new record. Yeah. And they're still going. I mean, the, you have to respect that. A, a band like um, these original seven inches I have here from, it's got to be 80s, early 80s, and they're still they're still going. So that's great. And you interviewed, I remember you interviewed. Um, Larry Livermore. Y- you talked about his uh, happy mohawk. Or Lars from Rancid. Yeah. Uh, Lars had a happy mohawk. Lind from Rancid had a very scary mohawk at right. the time. Now Lind has, Tim, a beard, doesn't he? He's got, yeah, it's like, a, well, it's still a mohawk, right? It goes underneath as opposed to going up. Ba-boom. And we should also, I, I'm also mentioning um, Selector's Records here in Vancouver because the Selector, which I don't have any music by, were another great two-tone band. Who have been on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show a long time ago. I would imagine. I just thought I would mention that. And if anybody wants to check out the Nard archives, go to nardwar.com or check out Nardwar on Twitter and you can see pictures of a lot of the records we played today. Yeah, definitely check out Nardwar's Twitter and we've been tweeting out photos from the record. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Exactly. What are we going to play right now? One of the records that we tweeted out. One of the records we tweeted out. Wait a minute. Yeah, Schlepp Rock. uh, I believe it's the punker side to the 7-inch. And the song is called, there's punk, what is it? The punk side and the punker punker side. And this is the punker side. And I believe the song is called A Long Time Ago. And why are we playing Schlepp Rock on a ska show? Uh, Well, I've... (laughs) As I was rummaging through all my stuff, I felt that Schlepprock were a Scott-influenced band, and they really teetered between 
um, something like Operation Ivy, and then other sort of California-influenced bands like Sublime. They were kind of right in the middle. But you could argue that. So here we go with Schlepp Rock. Anything else you want to add, Roger Allen? Why should people care about Roger Allen and Ska? Well, I read all the books, so you don't have to. Well, thank you very much, Roger Allen, Crooked Rocker, and doo-doo-loo-doo. Ska, Ska! Joy. 